0: Welcome to Working Dog Radio, broadcasting the bite. Ray Allen Canine. It's no secret that we love Ray Allen Canine Equipment. We use their products every single day at both Van Nuys Canine and at Torchlight. Their mission statement says it all. To be the world leader in quality innovation for professional canine equipment for police, military, schützen, and ring tend to exceed their customers' expectations and deliver on time every time at a fair price. We full-heartedly believe that they've held true to that since it is our go-to one-stop shop for everything canine, not just police dogs, but for any working dog.
1: This episode is also brought to you by our good friends over at Dogtra, dogtra Dogtra.com. It's the e-collars that Ted and I use. It's e-collars most police dog guys use. Dogtra.com, e-collars, bark collars, ball launchers, one-stop shop for everything you need for your working dog, Dogtra.com.
0: One of the other sponsors we're proud to have is HITS Canine Training Conference. It's the premier premier canine training seminar in the United States, packed to the brim with the world's best instructors covering important topics from admins to liability to detection work, all and tracking, and everything in between. There's no better place to learn and no better place to network with other handlers, breeders, and trainers. HITS 2022 is being held in Orlando in August. Uh, So hit them up, hitscanine.net.
1: We're super happy to be uh represented by our good friends at Kinetic Dog Food. Uh we've got great reviews from people all over the place. Uh ever since we we joined up with them and partnered with them, their uh commitment to your dog's nutrition is top notch. Kinetic com. check them out.
0: Jim over at NC Canine out in North Carolina. It's the culmination of 13 years of experience in handling or training uh law enforcement canines. They use real world deployments to develop their training program and run not only on their experience, but the current experience of the nation's canine handlers provide the best canine partner you can get. They provide pet training and police canine training based out of four Oaks, North Carolina, and they serve the surrounding areas as well as nationally. Feel free to call them and learn more about their dog training program, police canine techniques and
1: methodologies. We got a brand new sponsor, man, American aluminum accessories. Uh, my entire time in canine and ever since I've been involved in the dogs, the kennel in the back of our cruisers has always been American aluminum. Uh, check them out. Uh, we're so happy to have them on here. EasyRiderOnline.com. EasyRiderOnline.com for everything you need from American aluminum accessories.
0: Speaking of kennels, once you get out of the car, you got to have somewhere to put them. So our friends up in Ohio at Horizon Structures make a one-stop shop for kennel. If you want a two-dog kennel or if you want to... A- 20 dog kennel, they got you covered. They get those things built and they drop it off at your house. All you got to have is a pad, electricity, and water, and you can put dogs in it that day. Horizon Structures can build you anything from mild to wild, and it is the one-stop shop, and you don't have to swing a single hammer. So hit them up, horizonstructures.com. All right, Working Dog Radio, broadcasting the bite. I am Ted Summers uh, from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, Back with me is Eric Stambrough from Canton, Ohio. Eric, you were gone on the last episode. What the fuck happened?
1: Yeah, man. So um, (laughs) most everybody knows that I got COVID on the third is when I got sick. The fourth is when I got um, diagnosed. But we recorded an episode the night that I got sick, and it's the uh, episode with the Ted handler. If you go back and watch, you can tell. You can see that I'm sick. <clears throat> I knew, I knew, I knew it was COVID because, um, I'm never, ever sick. Never. I haven't had the, I haven't had the flu in five or six years. Uh, maybe one head cold in that same time that I could think back. So I knew, I knew I screwed. Um, but, uh, yeah, man. We're, and we're going to talk about my COVID experience in the second segment. Yeah. But, um, first we got, this is working dog race. So we're gonna talk about dogs. So what do you got going on in the kennel, man? How's mm-hmm. the new place? What's it look like? I see a lot of good work coming on. Pets galore. So. <laughs> uh,
0: like by the time this uploads, the day after the, the day before this uploads. So by the time you're hearing this, I will have like eight dogs dropped off at the same time, all for board and drain. So I have nice. plenty of shit to do. I have plenty of shit to do. I have some golden doodles <laughs> that are um brothers that are just apparently shitheads uh so they're just barking at everybody and they know have no boundaries they turn over trash cans they fuck shit up and they're just like then the owners are like oh we thought he would grow out of it i'm like nope
1: that's not real
0: no that no no that that doesn't happen so uh (laughs) i am finishing up gizmo chacho um so if everybody you know giz was an interesting case um we can talk about it a little bit it was kind of cool because we got him uh from our buddy jeremy um up in Wisconsin, Jeremy um Van Beeks, um, graduate of Tar Heel, like you know, PSA decoy. Super, super good dude. Works with works for HRD a little bit here and there.
1: Um looks like a Yukon Jack type dude. Yes, he does.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh So I get this dog from him and super nice dog. Genetically, Gizmo is nothing but hunt. And when I mean, that's all he is. That's all that motherfucker is, is hunt, 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 hunt 24-7. I don't ever, I've never seen him sit still. Like every time I'm in the kennel, he's just doing, if you can't see me on YouTube, you're not on YouTube. He's just turning circles in his fucking kennel. And, you know, he's in a five by 10 and he's just pacing constantly like a fucking Malinois. And he's this little yellow lab. So anyway. Um, the dog is green. When I say green, he had zero obedience, like nothing like motherfucker didn't, he would chase a tennis ball and that was about it. So, um, it was interesting because, you know, when we get these dogs in from Europe. A lot of times they have kind of like a little bit, like they're used to being paid or being given something like they're used to soliciting the sit. So usually when we do the box protocol or something, we can get them to sit and it usually goes pretty quick. Like they're like, Oh fuck, this has worked in the past. Right. Well, it is gizmo he has no he had no rolodex of behaviors to um like to go off of so like getting him to sit on odor rather than freeze up was a fucking challenge and i did a big old patreon video on it on how we did it um and now i mean he still has no obedient sit like you tell him to sit and he'll look at you and yeah. so i mean he'll that's, sit by road. the way that's a good video on patreon it's real yeah good. He'll fucking sit for, he'll sit for odor though. Bet that shit. He finds out he'll fucking, his ass goes down. So uh, it was an interesting problem to solve because um, kind of how I did is I backed up and I used a clicker and I didn't feed him for two days. And then I taught him how the clicker works real quick. And then I taught, I let him like, I kind of shaped him into a sit and he was like, oh, and then, you know, another couple of minutes or a couple of days later, he's like, oh, he made the connection. And he's not the brightest dog in the box or in the brightest crayon in the box, but uh, he'll hunt his fucking ass off. He's a super nice dog. Um, he's going to a department in uh, South Dakota and the handler will be here in June, mid-June um, for handler schools. So, and then I've got some green dogs we're working. Got my interns, got the VA program about done. That should be up and running here pretty quick. And yeah, I mean... My landlord's going to install some floor drains. We got them cut, so now the entire section where the kennels are in are is built like a giant shower, and I could just fucking hose it down with a wizzy wash every day, and it goes straight into the straight city sewer and just fucking you that shit into the floor drains and done deal.
1: So the gizmo dog is he uh, dope or explosives? Narcotics, dope. Yeah, yeah. Is he doing weed or no?
0: Yes. um south dakota is probably one of those states kind of like kansas that um i think even if the federal government were to legalize it um like or well unschedule it or these however you want to say that um they would probably still like regulate the shit out of it which i mean it's their prerogative i don't care but i mean i have dogs in arkansas arkansas it's been legal in arkansas since 2013 and there hasn't been a legal gram of weed sold in arkansas so Mm -hmm. states rights maybe they can do whatever they want so yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah, no shit. What about uh, dual purpose mouths you got going? I know you got a couple fucking killers. In there. <laughs> we
0: got fucking Racky. Um, uh, Racky bit my fucking intern, Paul. Uh, Paul moved too fast around him, and he was like, "Oh shit!" And it's one of the. So speaking of like, you know, dogs that come over from Europe that have the um, a lot of behaviors already ingrained. This dog. So the Europeans prepare dogs for how Americans. Um, test dogs right and every trainer or whatever thinks they got the fucking secret sauce on how they test dogs so anyway (laughs) he has no problem fucking biting that is not his i could train him and not have him bite till the end of handler school (laughs) and he would be fine and that's all that motherfucker wants to do is bite and i he'll bite a fence post if i stick it in his face uh he's a nice dog um i'm having to put some control on him before we do anything with him so i've been working on that and then he's he got, not a little boy either no he's a big kid and he's athletic i had to put a so he's in one of the pre-fort kennels he's in a five by ten uh and the panels are you know six and a half feet tall and i had to put a, a thing on top of it because he'll jump and his head will hit the top yeah, of it, the it's the nuts the, i remember it seeing it
1: like i'm like what, what are you looking at me over the thing here?
0: Yeah. He's one of the most athletic Malinois at that size. And he's probably 80, uh, he's 80, si- he's close to 80 pounds. He's a big kid. He bites fucking hard. Mm. Uh, and then we got C money. We got Carlos. Um, Carlos is kind of the opposite in size and he's just fucking full of himself 24 seven. He's got those little Dorito chip ears. They're like teeny tiny. Yeah. He's got this little black face and he's not very big. He's about 55 or 60 pounds, but god damn it, he's an asshole. And once he warms up to you, you're good to go. But he's come after me a couple of times. i just be in the kennel cleaning, and because I got a stick in my hand, he's like, Oh, really? And it, it get that's on. And he's like, I mean, he's pretty much done. But um, I think at a department in southern Oklahoma that's gonna probably gonna come up and look at him next week. Um, and we may put him in the handler school with um, uh, the single purpose dog uh, and then i had another one snappy uh mr snap that um uh, went to our buddy uh billy up in uh long oh, in Mall. colorado yeah up in longmont pd um cool. another big ass athletic nonwa. um
1: hey, it looks exactly like Racky. yeah you sent me they're... pictures like who's who i'm like I...
0: well yeah when they showed up they both had red collars on and you're like oh he's the one with the red collar i'm like that bro, they both have fucking red collars on. I don't know, so I was like, uh, ah. but once they were there for a little bit, I could figure out which one was which. But now Snap's a cool dog. And Billy is uh doing a good job with him. Um, uh, he had him there for like a week and was already introducing him to OC and uh, so and CS. So he's
1: well, he's gonna be a SWAT
0: dog. Uh, yeah, most of those guys, from what I gather up there, Billy was telling me that they have the option of being like exposed to that all the time so um billy's dog rudy definitely is um so billy is one of our associate instructors for um hrd and uh, yeah him and his uh sergeant lieutenant came down Tim, um hung out for a couple days and we played with all of the doggies so yeah what do you got going on up there
1: um so right now i've got four miles and two labs that i got from jeremy um little tiny little girls uh the one luna is going to be a dope dog uh, the agency's using her in the school system oh. so the uh, school resource officer will have the dog and then the other one is um going to be explosive dog the sheriff's office that ha- jurisdiction is the airport in canton akron canton airport um they'll use her there <coughs> sorry that's going to happen a lot guys and <laughs> We'll talk about that. But um, so what I'm doing with those two is they're um they're kind of it's weird. They uh, Jeremy, I believe he told me they were farm their farm dog hunting line dogs, kind of semi domesticated, uh, you know, um, but had never had a leash on before Jeremy got them. And I he had them for I don't know, a few weeks before I got him. And so uh working teaching them that kind of like a puppy. They didn't scream like little puppies do sometimes, but definitely uh, we're a little weird with leash. But now, like the one we're is kind of like green, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> you're, the one Piper is like that Gizmo dog you're talking about. Except she doesn't run; she jumps, dude. She they're little dogs, yeah, and she can jump even looks just up in my face, and I'm I'm only five eight, but for a a dog that looks to be about thirty two pounds, woo woo up both labs they have bark collars on too oh yeah oh gizmo i
0: just gizmo has one on yeah well it's funny and this is this
1: is (laughs) i talk about this all the time on my on my uh instagram page about the y600 the dog trap bark collars is if the one dog luna doesn't have it on she'll spin herself up and pee in her in her kennel oh yeah or pee in her crate overnight if she has a bark collar on there's none of that. There's so many ancillary things that happen with it. And there's another dog uh, I'll talk about in here. Second name Rocky. Same thing. He will piss in his kennel and his crate if he doesn't have a bark collar on. Now, um in fairness, though, when I go in and say in the morning, Luna goes first. She's out first. I mean, she's little. She goes right out first. Rocky goes out. I come back at the other lab. It's all real because I know the who's gonna pee if we wait a little bit too long. So. Um, but anyways, those two got those two going. I'm actually doing the. Um, back when we had Pat Nolan on and he was talking about the <clears throat> the little toilet flange thing he built. And a lot of people use yeah, them. They have the, the PVC right. elbow. I've had those things, dude, since that episode came out. I remember going to Menards and listening to the episode and going, oh, OK, that he's talking about that. Buying a shitload, I made a whole bunch of them, never used them. I never, I never have, I'm a box guy. Uh, you know, the floor boxes, the regular square boxes. Um, but these two, like the one dog Luna, I don't know that she could get up on a 12 inch box and put her nose <laughs> uh-huh. in it. I put it on the floor. So I'm just kind of free shaping them on the odor with uh, clicker food, find it clicker food. The the bomb dog uh, Piper's catching up. She's catching onto it faster. I now have five boxes out and um or whatever you call them tubes and she's getting the the game of coming to me because right now uh, i was just marking them with clicker and then free and then come back to me right i don't know that that's what i'm going to do but it was a nice little game for but now jordan my, who's like an assistant trainer of mine we are sitting behind the tubes and uh throw a piece of food they go get it they come back and then we feed through the tube they're getting that the the bomb dog's getting it so fast when you try to change and rotate the the tubes she's she's on it faster than you can as soon as you set down you got to be quick uh the bomb dog pipe um luna the little tiny one she is um i have to go back i I had i jumped ahead you know i put three or four tubes out i got to go back to one and then probably two, but I got to get her. She's going to get, she's getting it. It's just that she's so focused on that fucking pouch of food that I have. That was you know an mean?
0: interesting problem that we kind of similar had with Gizmo. So everybody that follows me online knows that I use Dutch boxes, right? Um, and I'll use ball poppers too. I uh, like the protocol like you do. Um, so I started on Dutch boxes and Gizmo because he's a lab. Uh, is he likes people. He's super social. So the person running the box was a major distraction to him. Uh, and then he doesn't like to play tug. So the whole point of the Dutch boxes for the most part is like playing tug and odor, right? Like that's part of the whole fucking thing. Right. And he just, cause he's a lab, he's kind of soft mouthed. And you know, like you said, he's kind of one of those farm line dogs. And he just doesn't really play tug. He'll, he'll tear, he'll turn shit over to get a tennis ball though. So um, you know, and he'll hunt his ass off in grass to like go get it. So I was, I, we tried for a little bit with the Dutch boxes. I was like, nah, this isn't gonna work. So we switched and went to the ball poppers. And um, he, I mean, like the, the video that we have on Patreon shows. It's like what happened. He's he's gonna be a fucking rock star. So yeah,
1: it was, it, it was an interesting, interesting. You, this is the difference between like training a lot of dogs and then a one-off that train hardly any or. This is also a problem with training groups that are just handlers that don't have a trainer. It's problem solving. Yeah, um, and I'll, I'll tell you a story here in a second about a dog Jack that I have that we've put videos up on Patreon who is com- a, a freaking maniac. So we had to completely change. so but yeah, with that Luna dog, and I haven't um, I haven't uh, imprinted a dog using food on odor in a long time. I just use the boxes, I have a pretty good system with it. Toy reward for it using hand fed, you know, for a while. And then maybe I go to the ball poppers. But, um, I, I'm kind of liking it a little bit, you know, uh, these two hunt like crazy for, um, and the funny thing is, I don't think they've ever seen a tennis ball prior to this it is Kongs and, uh, pipe, rubber, like rubber pipe, little tubing right. stuff, a little blast <laughs> thingies or whatever. Yeah. So yeah uh, I'm kind of mixing it up for them. Um, They're like the food, you know, I don't feed them. Then they they get to work for it. Uh, They're, they're a food whores, both of them. But so that's been fun. Um, You know, the COVID stuff set us back. I just started going and then I was out for a long time. Um, So then I have two green mouths that I sold as green dogs. Um, They're going to departments that I've trained dogs for before that, I sold them green because the local agency is supposed to hold is is, needs. They need a dog themselves. They had a dog die from cancer. So they're supposed to host a handler school to replace that dog. Well, they they don't charge for the handler schools. It's free. So it's smart for the agency to buy the dog green, you know, pay me 8,500 instead of 16,000 for dog and handler school. They can get it for free. The problem is, now we don't know if that agency is going to have a class yet. It's whatever. So I have yeah. a class schedule for the fall. I might be running it. I might not. I don't know yet. Um, I'll do a quick little, short one for the the bomb dog handler's his third dog, um, oh. and then the dope yeah. dog handler. Yeah, I'll do a couple few weeks with him. But uh, so then um, <clears throat> I got a shepherd in. While I was in the hospital last week, uh, one of my guys went over and met. You guys saw David Rivera from Black Rock Canine. We had him on there. Um, I got a shepherd from him. I don't keep shepherds in the kennel. I only get them on request because there are so many horrible German shepherds coming from Europe. Um, David got a shipment of dogs in, like 15 dogs and four of them were shepherds. All four shepherds had to go back. Um, this agency that I, I'm giving this dog to they want a shepherd. Okay, cool. Dude, this fucking dog is insane. And I messaged him today. I go, so does he know anything, any command? Because that does not appear to be the case. And he said, he laughed and he sent me cause all his dogs come with like, um, uh, Sydney and Laney yeah. and, you know, yeah, yeah. not German, not Dutch. It, it, that dog doesn't know around. shit he <laughs> knows how to jump on everything that he sees he's bite stuff <laughs> yeah 1000 miles an hour dude bite hunt for shit smash through stuff i made i took him in uh, he, at the fun house he's going there was there's no environmental problems at all with the dog 150 miles an hour he does not know sit at all in any language so kind of talking about Gizmo i got to start there like we're gonna have to calm him down. We get him out, yeah, yeah. man. And it's he's like <laughs> snap, 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 snap. Yeah, over the, I, I had to get in the hand. I'm like, what the fuck,
0: dude? I had to get in the kennel with Gizmo, and like that's how I. That's how because if I get him out, he's just yeah. Uh, nope. I mean, so I got in the fucking five by ten with him, and I didn't feed him for two days, and just started like basically I loaded like started loading the clicker like I do with puppies and like pet dogs, and that, I mean that <laughs> like the only thing i could do so
1: yeah so i'm gonna um same thing i'm gonna hand feed him um try to get a little bit of clear-headed because he's he's driven buddy so he's got a lot of fun but um the other dog that's in my kennel that i got from david so here's the thing guys the dogs that ted and i have been getting that we get from david at black rocks we talked about in in the um episode with him Dude, they he knows what we like. They're fucking bangers, buddy. Um, like I said, he sent four dogs back to Europe. Um, yeah. It's kind of like our our uh, one of our sponsors, uh, NCK Nine. Those guys, same thing. Dog comes in if it isn't a banger coming right out of the crate at the airport, get the fuck out. Uh, Jim does not mess around. Him and David are the same type of people. I really, I really enjoy that about him. Uh, and David. Meeting him is closer than going to Dallas Airport. It's uh, you know, we we pick the time. Usually it's like eleven or twelve, eleven a.m. or noon, three and a half hours, four hours. Same for him. Boom, gone. It's it's so much nicer than it's a, it's a, like a fourteen hour day to go to Dallas, uh, down and waiting a while and back. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, but friends, um, so, I've got to fucking Houston. Yeah, yeah, you got especially
0: now with the with the Rona. Like that's the closest airport that they'll fly dogs into. Well, Uh, you know, fly them into Dallas, but it's like
1: an extra fucking seventeen hundred dollars or something. It's like three thousand. And I don't even think anymore they're using Dallas. The uh, animals to fly, which is what most of us use, the company over in Europe. If you're coming out of um, Frankfurt or or Amsterdam, that's most what everybody uses. Um, Niles, the guy that owns the company, sent out an email with the list of airports that they'll ship to and prices. So the prices guys, I listen, if you're, if you're shallow Creek and you're bringing in 40 dogs in a week, you're not getting much of a break anymore. It's not much less than I paid for three. Uh, Like not like, not like it used to be there. We've said that before. They're trying to get rid of shipping dogs, I think. Um, but I thought Dallas was taken off the list. There's only like eight airports in the entire United States now they'll ship to. Yeah. Um, JFK, Miami, Houston, Dallas, uh, Atlanta, Atlanta of course, Houston, LAX. Uh, there's yeah, there's not many. I, Dallas yeah. might have been on there, but I, I didn't see it. It's fucking um, expensive.
0: If you well, I haven't shipped one in there in a long time because it costs. I didn't even ask anymore. But yeah, so. No, it's been COVID. We talked about that during his episode. COVID has fucked up a bunch of stuff for shipping yeah, and yeah. for dogs. I've had several people inbox me and they're like, oh, I've got a great single purpose dog. And I'm like, I bet you do. He's on the wrong side of the ocean though. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. They're like, oh, he's only 2000 euros. I'm like, and the shipping is 2,500 euros. It's a yeah, fucking $6,000 yeah. single purpose dog. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do with him? I'm like, right. What am I supposed to fucking do with that? So and speaking of which, um, are, I just bought a puppy from, uh, Tim keesling
1: oh did you nice yeah
0: Yeah, he had that reading of the i can't remember the dog's name the male's name i call him pikachu it's something it's like he's gonna hear this and get all pissed off it's uh Mm -hmm. like raku i think or roku or roku is the netflix thing i don't know yeah it's like anyway and the and the the dam's name is zoom but there's gonna be neither gonna be nice puppies so I got one as a project. Um, if I can get the VA program approved here, um, which it should be done, I want to order another one for my,
1: uh, my for team. whoever comes in. Yeah, kind of so, raise him up. Yeah, that'll be cool. That's a good. That's yeah. a good idea. So the dog Jack that I have in the kennel is a uh, is a mile. Um, I love him. Like I'd work him on the street. I love this dog. He's the one people have seen in my videos on my Instagram, j- just jumping and just doing flips the whole time. <laughs> And he has to have a roof on his kennel because he's met me at the kennel door like three times. Um, chicken wire roof does not work. I had to put a whole pre serious freaking roof on the thing because yeah. um, that sucks. You open the door, you're like, oh, shit, what are you doing? And then there's shit everywhere. And he's smashed of stuff, found the food, just all kinds <laughs> of things. But he is at the top end of prey drive that I I don't want any more than that. You know we've talked about that before, what that's yeah. like with a with a dog yeah. that's so high in prey that can almost be unmanageable. He's not unmanageable, he is almost unmanageable. It's real close. But I have him now. Uh I can take him off-leash with e collar. He checks in, so he he works. Um, but everything is just a million miles an hour. So what I do with him, it's funny, is I either from the crate or the kennel I open the door I let him run to the front door of the kennel he does the same thing every time he runs bounces off the door and then comes back full speed and launches into me so he doesn't bite me he just comes and crashes so now it's this whole thing where I ole and he goes right by me or he'll do it twice he goes up and the next time my foot's out bonk right in the chest but um he's fun so what we had to do is um and the Patreon subscribers know what I'm talking about because <clears throat> my plan was to make a series on box protocol, the way I do it, got a green dog, high drive. We're going to do it. So it went from showing box protocol, then showing I, the next video was box protocol for a psycho. Right. <laughs> and then after, I think like the third or fourth series, like, which would be the third or fourth set of reps, It turned into, okay, we have to come up with plan B and do this differently. Because what he was doing was go to the box and I, and I'm quick. Like in the very beginning, it's just as soon as the nose hits, I'm in there and I pop the ball right up through the box. Right. Well, then fractions of a second weren't fast enough. So he started grabbing the box. Now I've had dogs grab the box before. It's not that big a deal. Uh, I've had dogs grab the box where we have to use the e-collar and a prong collar and it, it fixes itself. It did not fix itself with him. It got, he got so beside himself and what people don't see on the video, he came here without an out of any sort on a toy bite, of course, nothing. So, and we had to jump on this right away. I sold him. He sold to an agency in Indiana. Um, so I got him and we started work right away, uh, we would go out in the hallway across the hall to another room and fucking murder wrestle this dog over the toy, even with two toys. Um, <laughs> and then back to work, right? Right back in, right to work. So what he was doing was he started grabbing the box and I started seeing his canines actually sink into the wood. Oh. And, and corrections didn't work, nothing. So he started picking the box up and throwing it. And I was like, mother fuck, man. So what we did was... We went over to my wall room. You've been there. Other people have seen it. It's a, right. another room that has a big horseshoe shaped wall with a series of holes in it. And so what we started doing was an indirect protocol where the dog, as soon as he gets, we weren't using a clicker. We we're using yes. So Jordan was handling him. As soon as his nose hits the odor, yes. And come back. We had to you know, teach him to come back to a tug toy. And um, so we started doing that. <laughs> Dude, we imprint it because he's also a weed dog, because I think Indiana also is like fuck your weed. Um, yeah, so th- he's a uh so we do we imprinted those four odors so fast. The problem was he's coming, he gets it. Yes, and he is coming so fast, and I and I have a ton of videos of it on Patreon. And Jordan Jordan at first was throwing the toy like fuck that. Yeah. You know, right. Cause we hadn't, he hadn't worked and he went through my trainer's course with some high drive dogs, but not this. And so Jordan though, started targeting him pretty good. He catch him and he's slamming into the opposite wall. I had my phone up there and it would knock it over. It was hilarious. It makes for a good video. He's seeing bam, and the phone falls, but it became, so then what was happening, he was doing it on, on his own so fast, we started creating we were going to create a bridge marker, right? We're going to use the word "good," and um, I think in my videos I did it once. Good, good, and it started to work a little bit. And you hear me in the video go, "I fucking hate that." So we just started um, using his stay command because he knew it, right? We started and at this point. We have not put a, a final in him, you know. I'm like, I'm on the, I'm on the. Am I gonna? am I going to do an indirect the whole time or am I going to do a direct, you know, reward at the thing? And I talked to the guy, it's the second or third dog that's getting the dog. He's like, yeah, I've never done the indirect at all. I just reward. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, we better do this. Yeah. So, so what I started doing is as soon as he would hit it, bam, reward, bam, reward. And remember folks, you're trying to do this shit. You cannot do it by yourself. You need two or three people wow. to help you. Especially so if they're that fast. Right. <laughs> so it started working. And then we started putting the sit in it, which you know he knows sit. Sydney is his hit. He knows it, but um, there's a whole point of popping forward. We're working on that. As soon as that's hit, I'm rewarding him. Now, he he's got it. He goes, finds it, and waits. He started kind of doing this a little bit, you know, not not completely turning around, but like a fucking prey drive mouth, like whoa 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 whoa. And then we just started adding time. Zustan slowly get it dude he is going to be a murderer of dope man murderer and he tracks do this dog at the that old school that i use that you i think you've been there too he right. tracks the other dogs in the hallway tracks a dog down i had a dog in there the other day we were working the hall and up the steps one of the labs he tracked that fucker down the hallway and up the steps i was like damn so we do we do tracking he's he's on a mile already i mean he he fucking kills it. So I, I really like him a lot. And he's clean in the kennel, poops twice a day in the same spot every time. It's it, I couldn't ask for a easier dog than that. It's just that he will climb the fuck out of there if you let him and destroy your place.
0: <laughs> already born the fucking hell.
1: Yeah. Like, make sure his shit's got a top on it. Yeah, I
0: told him, get a roof. And don't open, well, we don't, I don't let him leave the center divider Over open anyway, but <laughs> just still tear. he's guarantee you he's going to, well, it's, it's not his first
1: dog, so he's not right. going to let him tear up the fucking computer and tear up the headrest. Yeah, and I don't know that Jack could be a house dog. I don't know if he could transition into it because he does not have much of an off switch. The funny thing is, so in my van, I have six crates uh, uh, stacked, three and three, and then I have two on the side. He, his place is the far left top launches up there, goes up there. He actually just chills in that. That's his the best down time I ever see out of him is driving around and that bobbling around on that top thing, you know, and he, uh, he's chills. The rest of the dogs are getting, you know, when they're brand new or whining and bitching and he just, so, but when you open it, you have to catch him. <laughs> so yeah. i i've got real good at standing there and i can reach up and open it and when he jumps i can i have the thing already open on the leash yeah, catch just, and hook yeah. <laughs> yeah, real fast before I'm like,
0: you open the door you're like you're looking to see where the d-ring is Right? Like, did it move you know, <laughs> yeah i believe yeah <laughs> uh snap was like that or uh Racky's like that uh but, and he's not that fast but yeah
1: right so I, we're going to go ahead and take our first commercial break. We come back. We're going to uh, recap my past month a little bit and kind of tell you my experience with the whole thing. So uh, don't fast forward through the commercials. We have some great sponsors in there and we'll be right back. We have a long-standing relationship with the guys over at hits canine training conference. Uh, it's truly America's premier canine seminar. It is the largest. It is the best. Um, they cover every important topic in the canine industry Hundreds and hundreds of vendors, thousands of canine people there. Everybody you know in this industry is there. Ted and I will be teaching. HITS 2022 is being held in Orlando, Florida, August 16th to the 19th. Also, check out their website, hitscanine.net. They have other classes that they're putting out online. Uh, Zoom classes and all kinds of other things. They're offering in-person classes leading up to HITS 2022, Orlando, Florida, August 16th to the 19th check it out hits canine.net
0: everyone knows me knows that i live on chicken nuggets and coors light so uh that doesn't mean your dog should though um our friends at kinetic um are make it a a point to fuel working dogs and they know that it can be tough and they need high quality food unlike me to give them energy and the nutrients that they require i just subsist on air and you know coors light which but the dogs can't they actually have to work so for that we asked kinetic And Kinetic has come up with a great balance of healthy meats and grains and is made specifically for working and sport dogs. They have a full line of foods and supplements available, and they've been working to perfect their line for thousands of dogs in hundreds of departments across the U.S. You can buy it locally online or at Tractor Supply, or you can get it at Chewy. So head over to their website, KineticDogFood.com, 513-615-6904. And get among on the socials at Kinetic Dog Food.
1: So probably the number one product I've ever advertised for or used that, set, that does what they say is Quick Turn by Vet Care. Uh, I have it uh, at my house. I have it at the kennel. I have it at the fun house. I have it at the uh, doggy daycare. I have my trainers have it at their house. It is unbelievable how it works. You guys have all heard Ted and I talk about it, how we've gotten tagged by dogs or dogs do, you know, if you're dealing with working dogs, weird stuff happens, right? Cuts that how the hell that happened, bites, scratches, all kinds of things that happen, especially if you're doing anything in the wooded area, they get tore up Uh, the quick derm by vet care. It is no exaggeration. It is great. So once daily treatment for any skin condition or small wounds to help stop little issues from becoming big ones comes in sprays, ointments, or dressing. Quick Derm is great at creating a protective barrier and promoting wound healing. The best thing, too, is they have a discount code. Get on their website, vetcare.us. That's vetcare.us. Put in the discount code 10WDR in capital letters, 10WDR for 10% off your first order.
0: These next guys uh, have actually been on the show, and we instructed at – the first uh, tripwire conference down in florida uh jim o'brien was a guest on the show uh, and he runs nc 9 who has now come onto the show as a sponsor um jim's been around for quite a long time about 13-ish years uh with experience handling and training law enforcement canines um, he uses real world deployments to develop training program and not rely only on their experience but current experiences from most of their national canine teams and handlers to provide the best canine partner that you guys can purchase. They provide pet training and police canine services based out of Four Oaks, North Carolina and they serve the surrounding areas. Feel free to give Jim a call, a text, Carrier Pigeon, however if you want to get a hold of him uh, to, to talk to him about police canine training or pets and techniques and methodologies. So hit him up at 919- 438- 0141 or J O'Brien that's J O B R I E N at N C letter K number nine U S check the show notes. We'll put it there. All right, we're back. Uh, working dog radio broadcasting the bite. Uh, we've been catching up on what we've got going on at the kennels, respectively up in Canton and down here in Tulsa. Um, mm-hmm. and talking about, it sounds like we both had some detection issues. We both trained a lot of fucking mm-hmm. dogs and we both had problems with dogs that were like, how am I going to fix this? <laughs> I, I, yeah, this dog has to work. Like I, I got to figure this out. So, um, but so, you know, not the last episode with the, uh, the section dogs from Hawaii, but the episode before, everybody, if you watched it, you noticed that <laughs> Eric looked like shit. Yes. So, more than normal. I mean, you looked terrible and you sounded terrible. And uh, so what happened?
1: So um, the weekend, my, my new ridside Canine facility opened May 3rd, right? So the weekend prior to that, and I'm telling you probably like most everybody I'd probably been exposed to COVID a hundred times, whatever, more than that. The doctor and I was in the hospital last week. He goes, dude, it's everywhere. He goes, now they believe that if somebody coughs or sneezes, it's like two or three hours lingering around. So I've been exposed, you know, I'm like, yeah, I got my O positive blood is doing its job. I'm good to go. Um, well, the weekend prior to that, finishing up all the work in the building i'm working with the contractor in there Se- 17 hour days friday saturday sunday you know very little sleep uh eating shit food and all that and it caught me um i don't i, I, I don't know where i got it but um i have my suspicions so this the monday opening um i'm uh I'm in there in the building, I worked there all day. I didn't do anything with police dogs. Opening we're you know a lot all our daycare dogs followed us from the other location to this place. So we're right away busy on that. Um people are stopping in. There was a big newspaper article and a and yeah, and uh, yeah, a TV thing. So, you know, newspaper articles, the only people that still physically read the newspaper are older folks. So they 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 all stop by and want to check it out. And it was it was real cool. We booked a bunch of people from that. So, um, around 1230, I started getting like congested and I've had, you know, pollen allergies my whole life. They haven't been bad the last few years, but I looked at the, I don't know about where you're at in Tulsa, but in Ohio right now, pollen is through like, everything's yellow. Everything's covered in it. It's been real bad. They talk about it on the news and all that shit. So I was like, yeah, that's probably it. Um, and about six, six o'clock, I was like, yeah, no, I, I don't really feel all that great. I went in the back in the employee area and laid down and fell asleep. So about seven.
0: For any of those that know Eric, that is highly out of character.
1: Right. Yeah, I don't take naps. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I just laid back there. We were uh, we closed at seven. But there was just a lot going on. So there was a lot of people there still uh, employees and everything. Uh, I left at seven it's a 30 minute drive to the kennel I had all my dogs in the van 30 minute drive to the kennel by the time I got to the kennel I thought I had been run over by a steamroller and I was like oh yeah I'm fucked so took care of the dogs went home recorded the the podcast with you and the uh the Ted Handler and um and I, if I could have got tested that night someplace, I would have. Um, but I slept in the – I started quarantining myself in the house, slept in the, in the spare bedroom early, got up early because about 40 minutes, 45 minutes from here, little town Salem where our buddy Mike Garber works, is a clinic that does early morning walk-in rapids. And so I walk in, go in there, I go in the back. They do two swabs, one for COVID, which – it was in the nose. It wasn't horrible. It was just a giant thing. Um, Q-tip. wasn't bad. And she goes, I'll swab you for the flu. Just so you know, no one has the flu. Nobody.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. It's not even around. I'm going to swab
0: you for polio, too,
1: just in yeah, case. Yeah, right. So here's your AIDS swab. And uh, anyways, it, was, it looked like it was different than the cotton swab. And the end of it looked like a tiny, tiny, hard plastic toothbrush yeah like a toilet brush almost oh yeah. is that what they had to do to you did they yeah. have that little thing or did they use a oh yeah from? no they used a fucking one of those it little was horrible brushes. yeah it was terrible she told me she goes this really sucks just so you know put her hand on the back of my head and and listen i'm a very good patient i i take a lot of pain that fucking sucked and uh but anyways the do- the doctor comes in and him and i are talking and I think it was 10 minutes, 15 minutes. She pops her. Yep. COVID. I'm like, fuck. So I drive 45 minutes home. And so for the first few days, that's, that's a Tuesday, the fourth first couple few days was the flu. Like uh, people talk about, Oh, it's just the flu. Well, for some people that's true at the end of the, I want to say Wednesday or Thursday, I started coughing. Right. And I still three, four weeks later, have a cough. That they tell me could be months and months. Um, it's very, it's non-productive. It's a very weird feeling, dry cough. It would be nice if things came up with it, but it does not. It's it's absolutely just an annoyance. Um, so I started that fevers there. Um, I get a uh, Paul socks and the the doctor before I left gave me a steroid, Z pack. I think that was it. Um, Yep, go start taking this. This will help the with the cough. This is z antibiotics, whatever. I go, and I've talked about this on my Instagram. I made a couple of videos just to tell people what my experience was. But I'm doing this again because, surprisingly, there's a lot of listeners that still don't follow Ted and I's personal account. Van S. Canine on Instagram, Ted underscore Summers or Torchlight Canine or Torchlight Pets. I personally am confused by that, but whatever we still love you guys so anyways i start um having the coughing fevers um i'm fighting that off but the 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 steroids cause you to not sleep people that have been on a lot of steroids can can attest to that so i made it my i had a paul socks i borrowed a paul socks from a friend of ours and um And I was told, you know, you want your O2 level here. If it drops below here consistently, go to the hospital. And I was keeping it um, in the 90s. And when I would have a coughing fit, it would drop into the 80s. But I could stand there, breathe, catch my breath, calm down. It would come back up. Um, Because the coughing fits were getting, were really bad. Like to the point where I thought I was going to puke. So, and I'm trying to take the zinc, the vitamin D, uh, yeah. all this other shit, like every morning, a pile of things. And I, one day, I think three or four days I puked, uh, after I took all the meds, I didn't eat anything, Blah. it was horrible. Oh, yeah.
0: That's the zinc. that will yeah. oh, that what hundred Oh, 100%. I'm a loud puker. No. And I am too. If I take zinc, anything, if we're on an empty stomach, you will hundred percent vomit. Like I ate a vitamin one or like a gummy bear one time that had it. Like it was like a vitamin gummy and it was, I had it for five minutes and I went outside and just puked
1: my guts out in the front yard. Mm. It's like, Oh, not that again. Well, then I'm like, well, do I retake all that stuff? I didn't. Um, and they, they had given me an an inhaler. I've never used inhalers, right? I don't, I'm all fucked up. So like I said, if they gave me an inhaler and pass, I never used it. I never take meds. Um, nothing. So dealing with all that, but I'm not sleeping. Right. And so the, The headaches start about Thursday and the headaches were on a level of something that I've never even fucking heard of. People talk about migraines and migraines are probably very similar to this. The only difference is I had a headache for almost three weeks that was sitting here and would not go away. No matter what I did, the uh, doctor's office told me to do the whole um, ibuprofen, Tylenol protocol, you know, where you switch it every four, five, six hours, whatever it was. Yep. That a tiny little bit, but it was ever present, and um, it it made started making me dizzy all the time, and the medicine was fucking me up, dude. I I got this high potent cough medicine called in. I took it once. Fuck that. I, I fucking threw it out. Um, was I don't it know. If it's codeine. What's that? Was it was it lean? Was it purple? Uh, no, no, it, it might have been. I told you, I, I got to add uh, some dude, shit to it.
0: That, that stuff is well, not good. I, I refuse to even, they've given to me that once. I was like, I'll just cough. I'll just die. I dude. That stuff, I don't know how, I don't know how, what's his name? What's the rapper that drinks that shit all the time? Lil oh, I don't know, but he's, yeah. he's going to kill him. Yeah. He's going to die from it. Yeah. It
1: makes me feel weird. I can't stand it. I can't. All day long, I was in a brain fog, as I described it. Brain fog. All, I just, I hated the feeling. Um, but still not sleeping at night, not even not even for an hour. So what happens is probably about Thursday or Friday, hallucinations start at night. I start hallucinating. And this, this lasts the entire through, the, through that weekend all the way through the next weekend, hallucinations. So what happened is I'd go to bed and I'm like, I feel pretty good. I think I'm going to sleep. And then I would start this whole psychotic, wicked scenario in my bedroom. And I was in the locked in the spare bedroom in my own personal hell all night long. And so what it was, it was, it looked like I was floating above my bed. Now here's the weird thing. I thought I had another head right here. And I'll just, I'll get in that in a second. It was, I could physically see another head. So I'm floating out of the bed and I, there's a patient in the bed, which is me. And the whole time I'm helping this patient, hey, dude, you got to roll over. You got to roll over. You got to roll over. Move, move over. Get on your stomach because of the coughing. Get on your stomach. Roll over, roll over. And I'm physically rolling the patient over. And then when I'd start coughing, I, as the whatever I am, am eating the cough for me. But in reality, I'm laying on my fucking face in the bed. I'm not up, I'm not doing anything. So what would happen is I'd get that the coughing I get that settled down and then this head would start dreaming about whatever YouTube video is what I was watching before I went to bed and it would play it on a loop so what I, the fuck? I was watching us uh, I watched for like four nights in a row Sammy the Bull Gravano has a podcast and he just tells mafia stories but it's really weird he's got dark light he now has full sleeve tattoos and he looks like a gremlin. He just sits back in a chair with his arms up. And he tells these Cosa Nostra stories. And, and it's, it's insane. All fucking back and forth. Flo- floating over the coughing patient. Sammy DeBull Gravano. Floating Sammy DeBul, Not sleeping. And maybe, maybe getting an hour a night of, of five minutes at a time before I'd start coughing. I'd be standing in the middle of the room getting my fucking breath down well Sunday night. So, so I got sick Monday the following Sunday night was a pure hell. I couldn't get my numbers back up. I stayed in the eighties. I couldn't catch my breath. So I woke up, I I woke up, I got out about five in the morning and, um, and I had a fever fucking blinding headache. I pop my head in my mall mast and fucking gloves and everything. And I tell my wife, I'm going to the emergency room. So I said, just I'll, I'll drive myself up. So I get to the emergency room about, which is 30 minutes. I think I showered first. I can't remember six 30 on a Monday. Luckily there's there's nobody there. So I go in, tell them everything going on. They will not give me anything for sleep because they are afraid it would, would bring my breathing rate down. Yeah, so, what right. they do? I get another fucking Z pack. They give me the steroids in the IV, blasted, same steroids I'm taking, blasted in the IV. I'm like, well, there goes another fucking week of sleep. Um, and so I was there for a couple hours and was, you know, okay. I left, got something to eat, went home. It really didn't do anything, but it did settle that steroids just settled, settled everything down in my chest to where. I was back to good to go the next day. My doctor's office called, Hey, we got your chest x-rays. You went in the emergency room. Yeah. And, um, my, my general, general practitioner does no shit about COVID. Um, I, I've learned that, uh, I've asked about some monocrobial antibodies infusion. They're like, um, early on, I asked twice I got denied both times. Nope. You're not old enough. Not sick enough. Um, that, that hydrochloroquil or whatever. Nope. Yeah. The other one, Resivadol whatever it's called. Nope. Not going to do it. It's not in our protocol. Because my oxygen levels weren't bad and they did an x-ray at the hospital. I didn't have pneumonia. They're like, yeah. that's all we care about is the respiratory part. I'm like, but I'm going blind from headaches. Like fucking blind. Blurred. The I tell I think I told you this. Yeah. So, Listen, I'm 51 years old. I have to wear reading glasses at, at some point, especially if the, it's dim. Well-lit room, not so much. On my phone, probably 50% of the time. But like, if I do a, Zoom, uh, a FaceTime call with my granddaughters or you or something, I can see it. It's, it's fine. Dude, I, I have 70-year-old eyes all of a sudden. I, I can't see shit on my phone, including video of FaceTime. I have to wear reading glasses to see it. Wow. Yeah, if I'm sitting outside, it's not so bad, but I'm telling you, it's weird Uh, looking up. Good to go on the phone. All of a sudden, I'm uh, a fucking very old man. Um, So that next week, back to pure hell of no sleep. I had to start watching different fucking YouTube videos because I'm like, I can't dream about fucking Sammy the Bull anymore. You know, so I'm watching puppies and shit. All kinds of stuff, just uh music videos and whatever it was would play on repeat over and over and over. Whoa. And then it would fade off. And then I would be, you know, Dr. Feel Good trying to fucking save my own life in, in the thing. And so one night, I think it was like Friday, the following Friday. So we're we're now coming up on the end of two weeks. I'm already past being contagious. And I'm at the point where I should be able to be outside. Right. I had a, right. I had a real good day that Friday. My dumb fucking ass mowed the lawn. Now I have a riding mower. So I was like, how, how hard can this be? Just riding." Well, right. I, I probably kicked up the co the uh, pollen because dude, I fell apart over that weekend. The, um, the coughing got worse. My, my O2 levels were still good, but the headaches, I, I can't describe how bad they are. So one night I'm in the, um, I'm in the bedroom. I look over cause it's on the other side of the hall here. I'm in the bedroom and it's like four o'clock. Everything was like 4am and I'm almost completely blind. I can't see anything. Uh, um, there's a window and there's a light outside on my garage and I can kind of see that and I'm okay. panicking standing there. I'm fucking blind, dude. I cannot see. And I'm like, fuck, I don't know what to do. I, I'm, I, I don't know what to do. I said, well, you can't go blind in one night. I, I don't think that's a thing. No. So, well, so I went to bed. So, yeah. I laid back down. I rolled the dice. Well, let's see what happens. I went in, I actually fell asleep for an hour or so woke up and I could see. Headache was still there, but it had subsided because I'd taken, you know, fucking jams. I'm surprised I don't have kidney or liver problems, whatever it is that acetaminophen does. Um, jammed that in there, brought the fever down. When I'd gone to the emergency room, my fever was 100.9, which was the highest the whole time. Um, and it would go up and down. That weekend was a living hell because what happened was um, the Wednesday prior, my kennel support lady started calling off for some other maladies of her own. And so I was crawling out of bed in the mornings and going to the kennel and dealing with the dogs. So what I do is I get to the kennel. I'd have to sit there for a little bit, catch my breath, go in, start breaking the dogs. Uh, one time I laid down in the back of the van for a while. Um, I would get them all in the van. Can't hardly breathe. I'm out of breath. I sit in the van for about 15 minutes and sleep just so I could get, enough clear headed to drive eight minutes home and dude it it was a fatigue it was weird man i almost just about crawl into the house fall asleep at the kitchen table no one's home fall asleep at the kitchen table eat something then kick up in a on a recliner and i was able to sleep but it was the fatigue level was something i've never experienced
0: it was wow. really
1: strange um so come around that following monday so now we are two weeks and um i ended up firing the kennel lady that morning so now it's just me but i started had slept sunday night took melatonin cut out dude i stopped all the meds all of them fuck it still had a couple pills of uh of the um steroids left I i think i stopped that maybe on friday and then just monday morning eh workable so i go and uh go to the kennel, fire her. Then then I start going to work, right? Um, I'm meeting Jordan. He's doing all the handling. You know, I would have to take naps during the middle of the day. Like we were at the fun house. He would leave. I go down on the couch and sleep. Um, go up to the, to the pet building. Just starting feeling better. But I've the whole time I have this weird feeling right here in my chest. And I tell people I can't describe what it is. It didn't hurt. It's, it's where the cough lived, if that makes any sense to yeah. anybody whatsoever. Just this fuzzy, weird feeling in the center of my chest. So Sunday, so we are way into this three weeks, I posted a video for my boat, sitting on the boat in the dock, had a cocktail, first one, and I'm like, uh, this is good. I think I said in the video, something feels a little bit different, but that night, four o'clock in the morning i i turned over in my bed and pain shot through the right side of my body i was like what the fuck is that took a deep breath and another shooting pain so what had happened is that weird feeling in the center of my chest moved over to the right side and it felt like i pulled a muscle inside my chest cavity it moved over there and i was like yeah something's up that's not right so that that morning well, I took ibuprofen at 430 in the morning and it kind of, I was able to sleep, It chilled it out. Well, the next day I start working, I'm up at the building and I can tell it's not good. Like I, I would cough or yawn for God sake. If I yawned, it was just like, ugh, like that. So mm. I went to the ER, dude, they, I was there nine hours. I was in the lobby for th- three hours, then get in there. And I'm waiting on a CAT scan the entire time. They did all the tests and everything. The doctor comes in with a CAT scan. He shows me. He's. He sh- I have a two-inch hole in my lung from COVID. Uh, a, um, cavitation, they called it, or an abscess. And it's filled with an infection.
0: What right? the fuck?
1: Yeah. He goes, this is the stuff we admit people for. But my fucking... Numbers were still in the nineties for he's Like you look good. I go, yeah, but I don't feel good. So I got put in on this past Monday night. And then I was there till Thursday. Um, Two, two IVs at the same time, two different very antibiotics I'd never heard of. Uh, They probably took, I don't know, man, like 50 vials of blood over the week, you know? Um, But so that was Monday, Tuesday night, go to bed i wake up wednesday morning at four o'clock the nurse comes in to change the bag and i get up to go to the bathroom i was like "Ooh, i don't feel nothing pretty good so the ivs are working i felt good the whole rest of the time but now i, I'm, I had to meet with the infectious disease doctor pulmonary specialist. all this whole they thought i was gonna have to have surgery um but then they figured out that the the um thing was not on the outside of my lung they would have went and scraped it out it's on the inside so they're like look if we cut your lung open you're fucked life-altering they said we we don't know what's going to happen because of covid they have no clue which way things go with this stupid fucking virus so the the pulmonary specialist is like look those of you who have post-covid lung problems you either clear up pretty much with no problem You have some sort of permanent lung damage or you're dead. And he's like, we don't know which way it goes. He goes, and if it goes the dead route, it's a few weeks dead. It just goes like that. He goes, I don't think that's going to be a problem for you because you're not on oxygen. You're not having, you know, the breathing problems. My cough is just some bullshit. Um, But, you know, there is a and he told his nurse practitioner said that the size of the hole in my lungs looks like I smoke three packs a day. For like 20 years. What the fuck? Um, So the infectious disease doctor took half my blood out of my body, I think, and sent it all off to the Cleveland Clinic to test for every type of bacteria they could. She, I guess, tested for some really obscure stuff. And I guess in Ohio, there's some things that live bacteria that you can get that's kind of germane to this area in the ground. I I don't know. Um, And whatever it was, was sitting in there dormant. And the, um, the virus then mixed in with it. And that's where the infection inside the lung came from. Well, I had to wait two days. I was in there for two days waiting. It's not bacterial. It's fungal. And now they're doing, they took the other half of the blood out of my body and they're doing all these tests to see what the fungus is that's in there. So they sent me home with a bunch of antibiotics, not the same in in the IV, but pill antibiotics. And they said that the COVID actually can create the fungus. Wow. So, um, yeah. So I don't know about your hospital here. Here's something weird. I'm 51. I've never been hospitalized before. Never spent a night in the hospital. Not once, even on my motorcycle crash. They, they sent me home with a brain injury, sent me home. Um, so I, you know, I relate to people. So I talked to, they had a, my doctor, the one who, who oversaw kind of the whole thing was, uh, hospital internist or general practitioner kind of guy yeah um and he just coordinates everything nice right. guy young dude him and i had some in-depth conversation i think i sold him on a puppy boarding train when, when <laughs> here when he gets his puppy but we had a lot closing. <laughs> right we had a long talk about stuff and i told him i said listen the internet's probably your worst enemy as a doctor but i just asked him a lot of questions and he was telling me things that they're seeing in covid that um, like what it does to blood vessels. He said there, there were see, January. He said that the hospital was a medical war zone because of Christmas and Thanksgiving. Right. Um, that uh, say there was 300 patients, 240 of them were COVID patients. Um, so, but he saw, he said there were people that had blood clots down by their ankle. that would run their artery all the way up to the edge of their heart or from their heart over to other organs mass any of that let's go they're dead and he said people had them on both legs same thing all the way up sure. and they just and i think they probably all have some a little bit of ptsd because in the beginning they were treating it the way they would treat real bad flu with right. uh with ventilators and that killed everybody um but it was interesting because still we're however long into this and they don't know no. why my daughter got a fever for three hours you had no symptoms i had this person literally zero symptoms and right positive. he said his cousin i think it was is a uh somebody um uh marathon runner now is on the heart transplant list from covid um what the uh, fuck? people dying of course uh no predictors it doesn't it obesity seems to be a big part of it a lot of obese people die from it smokers um However, not all of them do that. They, a lot of them are fine. They have nothing. And that's throwing everybody off. So the reason why I tell the story is I still get people, people that believe that COVID is fake. And I'm telling you, it is not. However, for you, it might be nothing. It might be just the flu. It might be like Ted and Alicia both had it, had nothing. Yeah, they found I, it when they went to go on vacation.
0: I haven't been sick in five or six years. And we were supposed to go out of country and we had to have a negative t- PCR test within 72 hours. And so right after we came back from uh, Salt Lake city. So it was like the first week in November. And I did the, t- the toilet brush and the nose thing and thought positive. And they were like, and Tulsa County health department called me they're like, what symptoms have you had? I'm like, literally nothing. And they're like, no cough, no fever, no any nose. I'm like, no bro, nothing. No sore throat. And I was like, how accurate is the test? He was like, well, you have it. I'm like,
1: okay.
0: Yeah. I'm like, and Neither one of us. Right. And, and so then they say, um, okay, well you need to quarantine from the 10 days from the last date of your last, uh, the date of your last symptoms. I'm like, I don't fucking have any symptoms. Like, so they called me nine days later and they were all excited. They're like, Oh, did, did you have any symptoms? I'm like, no, nothing. Like I've done, I have had no symptoms. Yes, I went to work because I, mean, I, I mean, my kennel is not open to the public. So I went to work and because I felt fine and worked puppies and worked police dogs with nobody else there and so but and then when they called me they said you can still test positive for four to six months yeah i'm like what the fuck? and then so now there's the whole vaccine thing and then people are like "Um, you know you still need to get the vaccine i'm like yeah but i have the antibodies they're like well there's more than one virus i'm like okay and then I've had one doctor that's a friend of mine tell me, well, if you have the antibodies, you don't need it. And my general practitioner said the same thing. He's like, well, you've already had it. He was like, it's not the same thing. And then now there's, I saw some, somebody sent me a report the other day that if you have it, like, it's like getting chicken pox, like you can't get it again, but there's people that are getting it again. And they're like, well, but if people got it again, what is it? And they're like, well, it must not have been COVID. I'm like, well, I don't feel so like nobody <laughs> fucking knows. So I'm like, uh, I'm still washing my hands and not licking doorknobs. So there's that. Yeah,
1: I got to start. So Tuesday I start, I have a doctor's appointment with my doctor and then I got to go see the, the um, infectious disease people. And then I got to go see the um, pulmonary specialist. That guy is going to be my case doctor basically. Um, so they were worried about blood clots and all, you know, all that other stuff. And I got lucky there. Doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything though. Because all of this could go south tomorrow. Um, they, and if it did, they didn't see it coming because there's no rhyme or reason, no predictability whatsoever on the way it goes. So um, I'm not really sure that the antibiotics they gave me are strong enough um, because when I hit the outer edge of the day when I'm so I take them both in the morning at like 630 right. and then come about 530 the, in that day. I can start to feel a twinge in that right side, just a little bit. And so I take the antibiotics and uh, and it goes away, but it lasts till the morning. It's very, it's, it's, it's strange. It's probably my fucking head. I, I, there's probably nothing, no pain, but I can feel it. So I'm going to talk to them. They may, maybe they'll change it. They said, if the if infection comes back, I got to go back in the hospital. They put a pick line, which is surgery. They put a pick line in there and then I have to do an IV at home. I'd still rather do that in the hospital though. Yeah. So that sucked. So, all right, we're going to go ahead and take a break. We come back. Uh, we are not talking about COVID anymore. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the blue line conference that just finished. And uh, Ted taught at that. I was supposed to be there with him and didn't get to, but uh, we're going to kind of recap that. And the boys have set the date and location for next year. So we'll be right back. All right, guys, this episode has been brought to you by great sponsors of ours. Please don't skip through this. Take a listen to them. One of our oldest sponsors and great friends of ours are the people down at Highland Canine down in North Carolina. Um, I really like them. We We see them at all the conferences. I know a lot of people have been to their school for dog trainers. They've been on the podcast. Highland Canine, they're a full service canine. And pet dog training business where they can train you to be a trainer. They can get you a dog. They have handler classes. They have supervisor classes. They have trainers courses for just LE. They have them for anybody who wants to be in uh, in the dog business, be a dog trainer of any kind. Um, check them out. Their website is tacticalpolicek canine trainingcom Tacticalpolicek9training.com. If you are smart, you'll go down there in the winter. It is North Carolina. It is warm. You get to work dogs. It's a no, no joke school, guys. You're not going down there for a month. Um, and, and rushing through it. They're actually trying to make you real deal dog trainers. Uh, training.com.
0: Next is a sponsor that's been with us for quite a while, uh, Dogtra. I love Dogtra stuff, and they continually keep bringing out new products. Uh, one of the things that I've been using a lot lately is the new Tone Box. If you're a pet trainer or if you train a lot of police officers, And I harp on my guys all the time about timing. And this thing literally kind of pairs to the the remote. And when you're using the remote, whether you're using Nick constant, or vibrate, it makes a noise. So you can get the timing down 100% consistent. And so I can demonstrate how to do an out with an e-caller immediately, quickly. And it is so effective that I can't believe that it took me forever to figure it out (laughs) to get that. They've also got these new um, comfort feather, like titanium things that go on the collars that uh, are fantastic for making sure we got contact. It actually has six points and this comes in two sizes and it's a titanium feather thing. They're awesome. They got comfort, comfort contact points for the bark collars, the YS 600. One of my favorite things I have about 50 of them at the kennel and it is dead silent. And I put them on all the pet dogs and I can leave them on because they have the, the comfort contact points and they're fantastic. All this stuff you can get at dogture.com. And if you use the discount code WDR, one zero, you get 10% off a single item over 200 bucks. So that covers the ball trainer, that covers the nineteen hundred scans free, which is my personal favorite for all the big dogs. Uh, it covers the two dog system, uh, the 202C, which I use for the two dog pet guys, and fantastic. So, dogtra.com or go to at dogtraofficial on all the socials that's Facebook, Instagram, all those places. So hit them up, dogtra.com,
1: guys. I don't even shop any other sites when I'm looking for everything for dogs. Our one-stop shop for anything pet dog training and police dog training, hunt dog training, anything you need, you can find at RayAllen.com. They have been doing it forever. We have a great relationship with them. Um, Again, they're at all the conferences. You can stop up and talk to them. They have more stuff there than any place. RayAllen.com. They are amazing. We have a great uh, really, really good relationship with those guys. Um, like I said, I get on their website. I do not look anywhere else. I just get on Ray Allen. Why, why should I? Fill up my cart, pay it, boom, shipping, here we go. Uh, everything's coming, RayAllen.com. And guess what? We do have a discount code for them, Working Dog Radio for 10% off. It's all one, Working Dog Radio, and it's all caps. Check them out, RayAllen.com.
0: I'm not too ashamed to admit that I used our own discount code to buy stuff for the kennel. We have American Aluminum next, our new sponsor for uh, moving forward. Um, They have been around for quite a while. They manufacture a wide variety of products from the high-quality cam lockers and toolboxes to a huge line of products designed to meet the ever-changing needs of law enforcement community. Back in 1992, due to the demand for safe, secure transport for a nearby law enforcement department's canine, they introduced the very first Easy Rider canine. They have continuously grown and expanded products catering to the needs and wants of the valued customers and a high-profile clientele. Over the years, as the needs have changed, they have evolved and expanded their products to include inmate transport systems, canine training aids, canine inserts, contraband containment, and animal control systems, just to name a couple of things. So you can find them at EasyRiderOnline.com. That is Easy Echo Zulu Rider Online com, You can find them on the socials at American aluminum accessories, and then you can hit them up toll free 1-800-277-0869. You don't have to worry about writing all that down. We're going to put it in the show notes. So just scroll down to the bottom, write it down, click the link, takes you straight there under your phone.
1: Our first sponsor we ever had. He's been, he's our ride or die. He's been with us since the beginning is Arno over at ALM K9 equipment. His stuff is so good. Ted, you know, gets suits. He, and listen, Ted suit, He's had it for a long time. Arno's Mm -hmm. fixed it. He's uh, taken a million bites on it. It still holds up. The thing's amazing. I've got a suit from him. I love it. Use it all the time. Uh, But the main thing that I really love about Arno is his hidden sleeves are ridiculously amazing. They are the best. And his tugs. I usually buy tugs from Arno by the box load. He'll send me a whole bunch of them. I hand them out to the handlers, new handlers when they come in. Experienced handlers, uh, they last for a long time. They're amazing. The craft work is is great. Arno's doing all the, the sewing there. He's got pre-made suits, he can do custom made suits, everything you need. Um, out there, and he's out there in sunny Las Vegas. Get on his website, check him out almk9equipment.com, alm 9 equipment.com. Discount code WD Radio All Caps, 10% off your first order. Check him out. All right, we are back working dog radio broadcasting the bite. Um, I didn't tell the story previous to get sympathy uh, at all. I just was kind of telling a fucking freaky story. It was weird, dude, like fucking weird. Um, rolling the dice to see if I was permanently blind or not was interesting. But anyways, so this, this past week was the, uh, the Blue Line seminar. Um, yeah. The entire leading up to the Blue Line Alicia was saying, I don't think you should go. I don't think you should travel. You probably shouldn't go. And she was right. Yeah. But because I fired the kennel lady, I ended up having to do the kennel by myself. So I canceled, which is good because I did not want to be in a St. Louis hospital uh, by myself. No. But so the show must go on. Right. So Ted went and we got another guy to replace me and I saw pictures. It looked like you had a fucking huge crowd in your rooms. So let's yep. talk about the conference as a whole um super well run uh
0: matt and joe we had them on um i think about a month ago it was like i think it was the episode before um the ted handler um before we before you got the rona and uh so it was a great it was it was super well run matt and joe did a great job they had several instructors that were planned to be there that um couldn't be there one because of covid or two just travel restrictions there was some guys that had family stuff pop up so they had quite a few instructors like Paul out. We had some ex- other guys fill in. Um, like, for instance, you didn't show up. So we had Billy, um, who had taught at the HRD in um, Tennessee, the last one, uh, from Longmont PD and Bellsworth were nine. He filled in for you. Uh, filled in very well. Um, had lots of relevant goods. Um, and I had to tell your stories and say fuck a lot because that's what you do. So I had to tell all the Eric stories,
1: <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, it was, uh, it, the, the conference, it was well-received. Um, it was interesting because I got to see, I finally got to meet a lot of the guys that we have interviewed, like Michael Kamesik. Uh, he taught at the same time, um, as us both days, but I got to meet him in person. Um, Salsa I got to meet Don Slavic in person and we'll talk about something that Don and I talked about, um, for about an hour before my second, um, presentation, but, um it was interesting going through the list of people that were there and like most of the people most of the instructors had like have been on the show um Mm -hmm. there was a couple that i that um i wanted to interview the guy from uh mass state that was the bomb guy um dog handler for forever uh super nice guy um knows his shit now he's a dod something or other he's like secret squirrel shit now um like a contractor or something but uh, super nice guy and very very knowledgeable. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was a great conference. It did a great job. The hotel was super nice, great rooms. Um, not in the best area of town, and Matt and Joe didn't realize that. Uh, it got kind of sketchy down there at night, which wasn't that big of a deal. But uh, you know, outside of that, I mean, it was fantastic. You know, it was, there was good food. Uh, I hung out with Tara's crew um, and some of the, some other handlers from West Virginia. One uh, night we went to the oyster bar down the street and then, um, yeah, I mean, so got to see a lot of HRD graduates, um, and a lot of people that have, uh, been through either my handler schools, lots of, lots of the, several of your handlers were there. Um, yep. so yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was a good show, uh, for sure. One of the things that was the best though, the, the, the highlight of the show was, uh, Mike Jones from Primal Canine started this on Instagram and the first person that went up and (laughs) would tag matt wilson from ray allen canine in the nuts would get some free primal canine gear and then of course worthless handler jumped in on it so the entire show it was uh it it was an interesting to watch everybody run around i was like i'm glad i'm not part of this i just kind of stayed back on the wall i'm like watch these Mm -hmm. watch these idiots run around and try and tap each other in the nuts but uh, and of course, Gary did his, uh, hide the swag thing and hide it on Instagram. They had some, uh, him and Sergeant Stellan running around, uh, hiding stickers and patches and stuff. So it was a good show. Um, I was, uh, pleasantly surprised given the shit show that 2020 was, um, and the fact that Matt and Joe were from, you know, Western Penn, Pennsylvania, and they were able to plan it in St. Louis and get it done. And, um, I mean, it was, yeah, it was good. I was very surprised or not surprised, very pleased that it went. What, as well. what
1: was the class you taught?
0: We taught, uh, building street dogs through scenarios or scenario based trainings, basically a modified version of the presentation we give on the first day of our HRD stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I put some other stuff in there and we talk about some other stuff because then obviously are not going to get to see it for the next two and a half days. So, um, but yeah, there was, some um, Yeah, it was well received. We had a lot of people that were, um, we got a lot
1: of good feedback on it. So I was gonna say, did you get some good people stick around and talk to you afterwards?
0: Oh yeah, we we had several people stick around talk to us. Um, I've already gotten a couple emails from people. Um, Every time I do that, and I do that here too, and I'll occasionally I'll get you know you can reach out to me however you want, Instagram or Facebook or email or text message. You want my phone numbers on the internet and that, you know, they have problems with dogs engaging, um, or they just need help with a scenario. Like thinking of a scenario. We had one, uh, the second day, um, a handler came up to me and they had tried to deploy a dog into a car that had just been stop stripped. Um, and something happened, they hit something and all the airbags deployed. Oh, and, shit. um, the dog had done car deployments before. Right and the windows were down but the the side curtain if you're not watching on youtube the side curtain airbag was covering up the window and the dog couldn't figure out how to get into the car and i was like oh that's a new one so they asked like how would you do it i'm like just fucking use a sheet like, <laughs> i mean it's not i mean just teach him like you know so we went through and they're like oh yeah and sometimes the easiest answer is the the obvious the obvious answer is the easiest. Uh,
1: I mean. yeah then you feel but, stupid but you're not you just
0: No, yeah i mean they're just she's you know and the handler she was like oh yeah i guess that makes a lot of sense and so i kind of like walked her through it so it'd be interesting to see and i guess it's a nice dog Uh, the dog is or he's relatively new but they're like "No, he's done it in training and i mean you know it's just they haven't done it with i mean who thinks that shit up though i mean when i mean now i'm gonna do it like now i'm be like oh so i heard this you know handler from this place did this one time so we're gonna hang a fucking sheet over the the door after showing so the dog knows how to get through an airbag I mean, uh, and I mean, that's kind of shit. I mean, it's an environmental problem, but it, yeah. it's one that I'd hopefully I only need to see it once, but I don't want it the first time they see it. Or if I could find a car that's actually been smoked, just use it.
1: Yeah. Did you get a chance to dip in and out of anyone's classes?
0: Yeah. Um, I poked my head into Howard's and Howard had a fucking million people in his, um, of course. And he deserves yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he said he tried to cram too much information in and I could, I, you know, and, howard's kind of has that way of presenting so i can kind of see him trying to to do that um and he was like <laughs> yeah i need to kind of like thin it it's out. easy to try
1: i mean we've yeah. done it we've had to modify our hrd yeah. presentation three or four times yeah you know
0: all right we've done ours so much so like i yeah. had ours down too i mean i was finishing in like an hour and like 58 minutes i was like two mm-hmm. minutes to spare so like we had that shit wired <laughs> i've mm-hmm. done it we've done it so many times but you know, Howard. Our, uh, I poked my head into Howard's. Um, I poked my head into Don's. Um, I poked my head into LJ's, the guy, the, the bomb guy from uh, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, I wanted to see Kimesics, uh from Sheepdog Guardian, uh, like the consulting the case law guy, but he was teaching both days at the same time that I was. No, so I didn't get to poke my head into any of those. Um, I'm feeling like a dickhead, but the guys running the admin one, um, I poked my set in there for about 30 minutes. Um, and they were, that was, they're from California. And they're, they were good. In fact, I think we should probably have them on and talk about it. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it was like it, some really, really good info. But yeah, I mean, um, so next year, though, uh, they are having it again. Yeah, I pulled it up here. So they, they're not
1: dicking around. Like, no. Yeah. Pittsburgh is where they want to be uh the, a lot of people are like, why are they in St. Louis this year? Because the governor of Pennsylvania is a Nazi and still was not allowing yeah. any kind of gatherings whatsoever. So they had to move it. Um, Or they could, they probably could have had it in Pittsburgh if they wanted to pay triple the amount that they were supposed to. But they okay. scheduled it April 26, 27, 28 in 2022 2020. Yeah, in Pittsburgh. Yep. And if it's the same hotel they did last time, dude, that thing is nice. And there's that taco place around the street that was really right. good. Yeah. yeah it's you know, right like downtown, a- right at mm-hmm. the point of Pittsburgh where Three Rivers comes in. It's uh it's a nice place, man. So yep. nobody's getting shot outside of there either. Um so that happened in St. Louis.
0: Yes, right. Wagner, no, Wagner, no, Wagner, can't. Wagner sent me a video. Um somebody got shot out in front of the hotel the first time I got there. Not nobody, not anybody attending, just normal, just normal St. Louis stuff.
1: <laughs> wow, it was terrible. Yeah, but uh, well, I'm glad you guys it went forward. and We didn't have to cancel all of us because, um, like, and you're right. I, I talked to Joe, and they had several people had canceled for various reasons. And you know, when I had to call and tell him that I was canceling, I felt really bad about it. I really did. Um, that's funny because I told him on that Monday that I was canceling, and um, I was in the hospital that night, so it was fucking yeah. Sad. But Billy
0: filled in. He did a great job. Uh, he he knocked it out of the park. I mean, he had a lot of like good stuff to a lot of good input to add. He runs that dog on He runs Rudy on a SWAT on their SWAT team there, and he's a patrol handler. Mm-hmm. I mean, but he's he's squared
1: away. So yeah, um, cool. Yeah, for sure. All right. Yeah, we uh, you guys noticed we do not have a guest in this episode because we didn't know if I was going to be able to do it uh, <laughs> or not, and we were up against it. So. Yeah, we'll talk about some shit. You see that beard? It's no, not I great, it. but <laughs> you've got a little bit to catch up, you'd be all right. Oh, yeah. So, we tapered it. My wife uh, got the clippers out, tapered it. So, I, the problem is, my hair is so curly, dude. Was, I'm gonna have to get to the flat iron stage at some point, hopefully. But when it's um, like
0: it gets like this long, is when it gets ridiculous and uncomfortable. And then once it gets past that, you're fine.
1: Yeah, I just gotta. Yeah. Well, my just... I and I take a little thing, I trim the, the crazy you know some the summer hair summer here um but anyway so where can you be found again even though we said it earlier tell everybody where
0: you're uh ted underscore summers on the instagrams along with torchlight canine letter k number nine and torchlight pets um if you want to see me training deaf a deaf pit bull that was interesting um yeah she's her her name is canon um, she doesn't know what it is though, but uh, we had some videos of me training her and then the silky coat of penis weasel. I just finished a four pound Yorkie um, with a tiny little e-collar. He has one of the teeny tiny little dog dresses like this big and yeah. even, even the remote is tiny. I mean, it's a little bitty thing. Um, and then of course the podcast is working underscore dog underscore radio and then HRD please canine letter K number nine. All that is the same thing on Facebook and Instagram. What about you?
1: Van S nine on Instagram and Facebook now it's, is just police dogs. Uh, I haven't put that much on, on uh, the Facebook page since we switched. Ridge side canine Ohio is the brand for the pets. Um, Shit tons of content on there. It's just pictures of dogs and dog owners. But if you're kind of new to the uh, Facebook side of, um, of uh, marketing for your pet dog business, Go check out Ridgeside Canine Ohio on Facebook and Ridgeside Canine LLC on Facebook. Take a look at the way we do it and emulate that. Yeah. Three posts a day. Just pictures. No videos needed. Videos. Too many people scrutinize them for bullshit. Um, Good quality. You know, uh, portrait portrait mode mode type. What's that?
0: Yeah. Use portrait mode.
1: Yeah. Portrait mode. All that. You got to use it. Put it up there, put the information about your business, and then share it to your personal page. That's free, and I'm telling you, it affects the algorithm. You'll see an uptick immediately on your on your uh, leads that you'll get calls in. Uh, make sure in your information, you put call or text, the phone number that you want them to, because a lot of people only want to text. Cool, we'll book a dog through text. What do we get? Yeah, you me. know what I mean? Uh, we There's prefer to do that the
0: best time to call me is text. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. I like it. That's, that's a good one. Well, Cause
0: I've missed like four phone calls during this, during this interview and they're all clients. And I'm like, right. send me a fucking text because now I'm going to have to call back and be like, what do you want? Or, well, I won't say, I mean, I'll text them and
1: be like, Oh, can I help you? So yeah. Uh, yeah. So the best time to call me is text. Yep. So take a look at <laughs> there. Um, we got Patreon working dog radio, working Still some amazing t-shirts up there. Good, fun t-shirt designs. Dude. Um, we haven't really promoted that much lately. We need to get come up brainstorm, come up with a couple new designs for the summer. Yeah. Um, we still got some great classic ones up there. The the um Make America Bite Again is a, is one of the best t shirts we ever came up with. And the out this is yeah. a is a fan favorite. So really like it. Um, but anyways, man, I'm glad we got I'm glad I'm upright. Yeah. And not in a hospital gown. Uh at least you wanted me to wear. A hospital gown for the interview, maybe draped off my one shoulder. So my nipple shows or something. I don't know, but uh so enough of that. I listen, by the way, after the first day, I put underwear on under that bitch. I, I don't know how people sit naked in, in fucking hospital gowns. It, I had to move. One one of the techs would have seen my balls. I was like, No, nah. <laughs> I'm not doing that, man. Screw that. So nobody wants to see fifty one year old balls. So <laughs> Anyways, have a good Memorial Day. Remember why we have Memorial Day, guys. Yep. Um, it's not for your picnic. It's not for your barbecue. It's not for my boat. Is to remember those who who gave their lives so that we can do this type of stuff, and we appreciate those people and all of their family. So, um, yep. thank you, and we'll see you at another time. Yep. Thanks. So all guys. right. You got your
0: reasons. I got my wants, Still got
1: that
0: feeling But I'm too old today or Working Dog Radio was graciously granted permission to use this music by Brother Deeg. Be sure to check him out at brotherdeeg.blogspot.com That's spelled brother, D-E-G-E, dot blogspot.com Be sure to buy him a beer at Amazon, iTunes, or CD Baby, or anywhere you stream your music. Working Dog Radio was edited and co-produced by Alicia Brandt.